Hey everybody, welcome to My Town Hustle. Today's episode is going to be a year in review. Stay tuned. Welcome to My Town Hustle, where we take an in-depth look at the people, policies, and processes that make small towns work. Focusing on trends in urbanism and creative economies, My Town Hustle explores the ideas that make our community special. So sit back and enjoy the show. I love it. It's a jam. I love it. Yeah, I love yeah, that song. It's a jam. It feels good. It feels good. Oh, it's hard to believe this is numero 43. It's a high number. 43 episodes. Number 43. We've been busy. Been staring. A lot. I've listened to you guys rant for 43 hours. Okay, Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> He's not really Switzerland, folks. He not, says that. No. Not. No. I want to paint that picture. That I am Switzerland, but how many ten thousand yeah. foot views have we had in forty three episodes? A lot like of ten thousand foot, lot of or and painting of backdrops <laughs> and maligned <laughs> ideas. Oh yes, thank you. You know what usually happens at ten thousand feet? Ten thousand feet. Uh, it's the hard deck, skydiving. Mm. It's where you typically I jump. Did not from. know where that was going, but thank you for saving yeah. it. You're welcome. I thought uh, you were going with the Top Gun reference. No, no. The hard deck for this hop was ten thousand feet. You <laughs> knew it. You broke it. Oh yeah. We'll get there. Uh, we'll get there. I didn't mean to reference the Top Gun, but... Okay, well, yeah. you just got me excited now. I you know, the coffee, Top Gun, excited, mic's on. Mic's okay, on. boom. Here go. Talk to me, Very good. Very right good. Right on the bat. <laughs> so, there's that. Um, okay, so we wanted to maybe have a review of yeah. everything that we've kind of talked about in a year because you know, we've kind of hinted at this in other episodes. We're going to be taking a leap down the road, um, kind of to the next step or chapter in this next podcast. Level. So I, I'm going to take it all the way back to, I mean, episode one was, Hey, why are we doing this? But episode two was about Dora. Yep. You know, we talked about that in July of 2020. Wow. Fast mm-hmm. forward now, uh, a year later, it's, it's a thing in Marietta. Dora's taking over Although the world. you guys had Jack squat to do with it. Um, you know, it is a thing here. Like every Friday, every Saturday night, yeah, from five to ten, doors open. And and think of that. How that's even the whole state of Ohio because of the pandemic. Like we were early, early stages of mm-hmm. pandemic when we started this, and then probably the, I would love to see the number. I don't have it on top of me. It's of that July of how many people had Dora within the state of Ohio, and then now just yeah. as a response yeah. to that pandemic. Was, and you, is, is, is you both that. are actually working. Uh, in your consulting side, because yep. you know this podcast isn't paying the bills, <laughs> but you guys in your consulting side are actually doing the uh, Dora for for another municipality to get them up and running. Yep. yep, and they're excited. They're kind of looking around the landscape and seeing the other communities that are doing it, and they've got an equally excellent downtown area that's well suited. It's perfect. I think it's going to be successful there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another topic we talked about some land banks zoning complete streets uh you know zoning f- for example i'm i'm dealing with that on a couple of projects in my mm. realm um <laughs> but also you guys in your consulting lives have have that you know going on with a, a different municipality yeah so like i'm sure you know i'm positive <laughs> That they didn't come to, hey, I heard you on my town hustle. We'd really like you to do something. <laughs> yeah. How funny would that happen? <laughs> but you guys really know what zoning is. How how do you think preparing 
to actually put yourselves out there talking on something like this to delivering from a technical perspective. Any it's, crossover there? Yeah, I mean it's yeah. a great it's a great lead in. I mean it's I think when I think when we were doing that podcast, I don't think we would we couldn't have known what we would be doing right. in a year. Yeah. But I think we knew we were trending that way and just talking over those concepts and our experiences and kind of seeing how that's played out over our respective careers has been interesting and then taking that experience forward to somebody that wants to pay their actual real money for you to help them is a pretty awesome feeling. Yeah. I, f- I feel like as time progresses and as you talk about a topic and then maybe you imply it even more into your work, I mean, your views or your education of it even, even, even grows. Sure. You know? I mean, you, we could probably have another topic about zoning just at the bare minimum, just of really the past year. We've learned a lot uh, about it. Yeah. And of, of the stuff that we've encountered oh, that yeah. is a little, <laughs> Oh yeah. you know, it's, it, it makes sense that we probably could force, you know, we f- could foresee this thing uh, being a problem for this particular community or that particular community. But, you know, the more you run, really run into it, it's, mm-hmm. it's the crazier of it it gets, I guess. So, Agreed. Agreed. yeah. Uh, so one of the things that I will, this is, this was actually episode 11, GIS. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Brett, why don't you tell everybody how much I love me some GIS now? Jared really loves GIS. So once mm-hmm. you're like... If you work here at the third floor of Inkswell and you're like in front of a computer and maybe Ludacris is playing in the background, maybe some Twista, who knows, Yeah. and you're making maps, Jared will saunter over to your desk and be like, what are you doing, buddy? And then it'll be like, well, can you do this? Can we have this? What about this? And then it just goes on forever, like the highwayman said. So, but it's good. Um, it's, it's super, I mean, we've, I mean, I've known for 20 years how powerful the tool is and we're leveraging it in our... Our work here, but yeah, it really tickles Jared's fancy with the with yeah. the data. It is being able to display information in a way that's digestible to mm-hmm. somebody who is not versed in that that context. Mm-hmm. You know, is and I put myself in that. Um, I, I have perceptions of of the way things might be. Yeah, and then being able to map it out and go, huh. Would have thought that would have been different. You it know, takes or, a special yeah. person, and I mean, I think you're in this category, Jared, because you're like a spreadsheet dude. You're the tables dude. You're mm-hmm. this pivot table guy. So you could look at a spreadsheet and probably visualize it, but most people can't look at a table or a spreadsheet and kind of, in their mind, make a picture of what that is saying. And I think that's the most helpful piece mm-hmm. of, of what GIS does, that visualization. That's a hard word. Yes. Yep. And, and you see news outlets have been using... GIS or mapping kind of tools for for a long time, but think of the power that GIS really could have on a municipality level to tell a story sure. or to get that visual information out there if they were to use it in a more transparent way. Mm-hmm. You know, on topics they're talking about, on uh, meetings where they're you know again maybe voting on legislation. You know, to get the full grasp of understanding of what what's going on. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean. Not everybody can read something and and fully understand it, but if you could read it and actually visually see it, the more and the more we can do that, the better the better we the better more educated we could become. Sure. Yeah, and I think we we kind of crossed over into that. We had a a post about uh, value of property yep. and then their production yep. uh, relative. I mean, as we were looking at the data again, the spreadsheet and the tables of it, like I think this should be. I I was specifically was saying I think this should be saying something different. It doesn't, whatever was pumping out of the GIS uh, in that specific example, and, and folks can go back on our, our feed and look up 
uh, this, but basically we compared property value. It was a strong towns exercise. Right. Um, compared property value within our local municipality of, you know, say a Walmart as compared to a block downtown. Yeah. And you look at the land mass as completely different, but the production is actually higher in the downtown. Yep. Uh, so it's just one of those exercises that you don't really get to visually see unless you put it in a map and then you're like, oh, wow, okay, this tiny little parcel makes as much or more revenue uh, for the county than what a giant facility like a Walmart, you know, would. Yes. And we were using that to make the message of traditional economic development is chasing the big boxes. Right. It's not chasing infill development in our downtowns. Yeah. And really what we're saying is that's probably counterproductive. Yeah. And especially in communities like ours. That's that I think that's the point. And, yeah. and harder and and more competitive. Sure. Everybody yeah, wants sure. a Walmart. For sure. So yeah. if you can look at the data and say it's actually just make some productive use out of this vacant second floor you have on XYZ street. Yeah. Uh, okay. Episode 16 was being a public servant. Any, mm. any updates there that's happened over the past year? Oh man. You guys want to share? Uh, not really. Just kidding. <laughs> so Sam's running for the school board here in city of Marietta. So Whoop. thank you to Sam for doing that. Tell us Sam yeah. about how you feel about that. You're thinking about that. Uh, I feel pretty good. I think most people s- tell me, Immediately, like, oh, why are you doing that? <laughs> sure. What's the matter with you? Yeah, <laughs> right. What's, what's wrong? Yeah. So really, it, it does mess with your psyche a little bit because you're like, is, is something really wrong with me? You know, what, what is going on? But it's, but it'll, but it's been good. I mean, it's, it's um, one of those things here locally, and we know it is is we're at a pivotal point where you know we need to go up. Um, sure. You know, and I don't. I may not have all the answers. I don't. I don't think anybody does um, going into it, but. You know, I'm interested in, in, in learning more, but also working together. And, and for my thing, and my thing purely only because I grew up here, I went to I went through the school system, is how much, I guess, it hurts me that there's not this, the pride. You know, there's not this, this, point of, this point of our community that's really rallies behind our schools. And I would even argue that we don't really even do that with the higher education schools that we have in this, in this town. Sure. So... You know, how can we be a little more transparent and try to grow that kind of, A, the trust, but also the pride behind that. And there's a lot of variables that go go into that before you can do it. But um, I think that's where we got to go. And we're not going to get anywhere as a community if we don't get behind that. Amen to that. But but Brett, he's also also dipping his head. Yeah, I like how he deferred to you first. (laughs) I want to hear from Sam, man. (laughs) So I'm running for city council here in Marietta in the second ward. Um, something I've always wanted to do. I was, previ- you know, precluded from doing that by holding public employment, you know, for 20 years. Really wanted to earlier, but just wasn't afforded the opportunity. So I'm getting a lot of the same feedback as Sam. I was like, like, why? <laughs> why would you want to do that? And same things, man. I, I just feel like I, I'm one of those, I'm, you know, and Jared can tell you, I'm like a glutton. I mean, I feel like if I have something to give that I think is helpful, I want to give it. And I think the experience I've had at working in communities over the last 20 years in rural southeastern Ohio is kind of well-suited for city council. And if, and if that's helpful, I want to give it. And the voters will decide if it's helpful or not. So I'm, uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited. It's interesting. It, the, the conversations I've had have been great and bizarre and, and far-fetched at the same time. But it's, it's been an interesting journey so far. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> I'm gonna. There's two episodes after that one was Can Trash Be Pretty? Mm. Um, and then definitely within the last year, we've had um, something happen in in our town uh, where uh, I, I guess we decided to put trash right in a public right away. Yeah. Um, it's a passion of Sam's. Yeah. It, it is awesome. a passion. It, that episode was brought by Sam for Sam. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he was all pumped about it. You know, let's get it underground. Let's, you know, conveying systems, you know, the whole nine, <laughs> shoot it into space, <laughs> shoot it, just get it out of, get it out of our <laughs> public right away. And, uh, nobody listened apparently to that episode. <laughs> So we've we got uh, a nice dumpster in our our public right away with a yeah uh, what would you call it a non pressure treated unpainted fence around it on three sides true so that way you can make sure to see it from from the sidewalk other side, side. Yeah. yeah no landscaping yeah it's it's um, I have two I have two little hot takes on that obviously I don't like seeing trash. <laughs> And the, the, after since that episode and since this has been done, I see where there's a little bit more of dumpsters or trash and you know unsightly things mm-hmm. in this beautification of our town that I'm like, oh, no, I didn't realize that. But it's just the to me the decision making process of it because there are better solutions. There's it's not that was never in my opinion uh, kind of vetted to say what else can we do you know because we are in a building that you know of right here relatively close with no alley access as well so for this building whether it's us because jared does take the trash and takes care of it himself um and takes it you know because you don't have anywhere to go with it other than your own home i mean i could put it on front street yeah but it's just not something i believe I recognize and understand that it's been done that way for a very long period of time. That yeah. said, when you walk down Front Street on the on trash day, and it, the trash is not typically picked up when most people get to work at 7.30 in the morning, yeah. 8 o'clock, you're walking by trash. Mm-hmm. Smelly, stinky trash. Because a lot of folks don't have rear alley access. Yeah. And I just don't want to... And I again, to each their own. There's no, no law that says you can't, and that's what they tell you to do. I just don't want to do it. Yeah. And because and because this particular case was not the only problem, you know, it just, it, it's it's not, to me, it's not answering the real, it's not fixing the problem. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a one-time solution uh, for someone else. And it could be, a, that, that, I can't, I'm done. I'm done. It's, it's bad, bad. It's bad. bad. It's, it's not a public, <laughs> it, it's not <laughs> a public issue yeah. and it's bad precedent. Yeah, yeah, I yes. think that's the long. One hundred percent. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Precedent is a very look at the city council person over here. It's, <laughs> yes. Um, another hot take we had was I don't believe in brain drain. That was episode yeah. twenty four. Yeah. yeah. So you want to want to respin that for a hot minute? Yeah. So the idea was, uh, you know, communities like Marietta and other small town, really every town, are always crying over. You know, we're losing our young people. And I had this realization when I was at a conference in Cincinnati a year or two ago, and I heard somebody from Cincinnati like, we're losing our young people. And I was like, well, if Cincinnati is losing our young people, then everybody, because they have everything, literally everything. And so if they can't keep their young people, you know, we probably can't either. But 
I'm just more convinced that the, the young people leaving is more a function of human nature and not a, a judgment on what your community has or doesn't have or is good at or is not good at. I think when you've been in a place for 18 years and you turn 18, you want the heck out of there, no matter how good the jobs are, no matter how fun the putt-putt courses are, whatever. Mm-hmm. And maybe we should be focusing on being the place where other people's young people other places young people want to come to when they leave their communities, yeah. you know? So I just, I, I think, I mean, the brain drain, you know, transactionally is real, but it's not unique to us. It's happening every place. And I think it's just human nature. Yeah. Yep. I agree. And I'll still die on that hill today. <laughs> He's dying uh, on that. I'm dying on trash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, four episodes later, and this kind of got some synergy. Episode 28 was asset based mm-hmm. development. So speaking exactly to what Brett was just talking about, you know, what what do we have? What are we spending? A what are we spending most of our energy on? Mm-hmm. And what is in our control? And is it a is it an actual thing that we're we're good at? Are we trying to be something that we're not just because that's what the playbook says to do? It yeah. doesn't necessarily apply. Right. And I think in that episode we talk about you know uh, outdoor recreation being a strength of ours, yep. the river, the community, the downtown, the charm, et cetera. Things you mm-hmm. can't manufacture. Yeah, you can't just create. Um, they exist here, and that is an asset of ours, and we need to be investing in it. Right, and the yeah. the long story was, you know, the narrative out there is you got to attract software companies. Mm-hmm. Right? You got to get the next BMW plant or Hyundai or Nissan, you know, or whatever. You got to get a data center. Yeah. Those are all wonderful things, but communities like ours don't always have all the infrastructure and assets necessary to be really, really competitive in that. Now you can get lightning in a bottle, right? We, we can, we could hit one for mm-hmm. sure, but as a sustained strategy, I think what we're saying is it's to Jared's point, it's much more productive to focus on what we're good at, what we have background in, what we have skills in, what we have workers in, what we have aptitude in all that stuff, rather than yeah. unless we're going to decide right now, we're going to do every, put everything into becoming a software company location and focus on that for the next 30 years and then in 30 years we'll be there so i think that's the story yeah and one of the things um i don't think i i touched on it in that episode but it it needs to come to the the forefront when you're going after those bmw factories when you're going after these big time data centers etc once you land the whale your job is not done you are constantly working on retaining now that giant whale because that whale is desirable by other communities. And hey, what what can we throw at them? What can we do? Yes. So yeah. when you look at the the growth and decline of small rural communities, you're going to see large spikes where they they hit the home run, they hit the grand slam, they had this entity come in, create a lot of jobs, create a lot of economic development, and then when they leave, it drops right back off. Yeah. What we are advocating through asset-based development and other principles that we've talked about on here is more of a linear approach. You get, you know, Y return for X input, essentially. Your effort is directly correlated to what the output is. Yeah. And it's also sustainable. If you're creating a small grocery store, if you're creating, you know, a small professional services firm or a graphic designer or whatever, you know, XYZ uh, little startup, those things are going to, they don't, they're not going to get, you know, 
seeked after by other, you sure. know, oh man, we, we really got to get that accounting firm. Yeah. You know, no. <laughs> yeah. And these people want to be here and predominantly they become a fixtures in the, in the community and they themselves want to build it up. Yeah. So uh, we didn't talk about that on there, but I wanted to make sure we, we at least mention it. Yeah. Um, episode 32, fast forwarding was the American rescue plan. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I know you guys have been intimately involved and are even becoming more so involved about all of the um, do's and don'ts and what qualifies and what does not qualify uh, within that. Anything you want to spin on that? It's a tremendous opportunity. Communities are being very, and rightly so, being very measured in their approaches and in their foresight on what they hope to do with these monies and things that they hope to accomplish, which is going to be a real boon to literally every community in the country. So, and I'm glad people are taking it seriously. I mean, I think, you know, any local official, any place in the country, if you start talking to them about federal funds, federal funding, they know ooh, that means auditing. That means monitoring. That means prevailing wage. You know, that means all those things. And, mm-hmm. and they understand what that means. So I, I appreciate that they're being measured. And so, yeah, so communities have been, every community is trying to make sure they do it, they do it right. And yeah. so I, I appreciate the diligence that people have put out on it. And, part, you know, and we've been happy to be a small part of that with some folks. Yeah. They're doing a really good job of that. And I think, too, just to let them know, you know, we've had a really great conversation with, with someone with uh, through HUD. So um, just of their willingness to really kind of work with them and figure out, you know, what are some creative ways to spend the money. Mm-hmm. So I don't my, – my, I guess my word for them is don't feel like you're alone, you know, whether it's someone like us or someone that can help you, but also but also through HUD or through through other government agencies to be able to say, you know, what are some creative ways we can do this. And really, kind of know your your own capacity um, with that, and that's the best, that's the best you can do. But I think that effort and making that decision um, is is great. And if you can re- relay that to your uh, community that you're at least trying, I think you know everybody realizes everybody has less resources and manpower, et cetera. But making that effort, and not not pushing it away, like Brett was saying, just because it's like kind of federal federal funding and has all this other yep. strings behind it. If you can do that, kudos to you. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, fast forwarding a little bit, episode 34 was a, the parklet debrief. So I skipped over yeah. the actual parklet discussion, which yeah. was many episodes before that. But you guys actually went out and did the thing. We did. Um, yeah. And we did. I noticed that it is no longer in our hallway. Yeah, it's on the first floor. Yeah. What up? <laughs> it is in my garage. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> when dad says clean up, you clean up, man. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of talk about that. Uh, you know, at a high level, but like start to finish. I mean, you guys, I just felt like it just, it's like, Hey, Jerry, we're going to, we're going to do the parklet. I'm like, Oh, sweet. Yeah. And then like, boom, it was done. It was done. <laughs> but I know that's not how <laughs> there was more to it. We, yeah. We, t- we definitely took some work time to uh, go pick up some cinder blocks. Yeah, you can't see Sam's lats and thighs through the podcast, but man, they're, they're popping. <laughs> yeah. After yeah. All those cinder blocks, man. Yeah. Bro's yoked. I He's was, yoked up. <laughs> I was, I was really, really just feeling it that day. Uh, carrying like three at a time, four at a time, but uh, I, that that was a lot of work. I mean, that that alone, but also kind of how we want to design it, and right. you know, just going going this way. And what we're doing, or what we were doing, excuse me, is designing a temporary parklet, right? So we just didn't want it to look you know, janky. Yeah. Um, we wanted to mm-hmm. still give the feel that you know this is a uh, creative space. That's and, a technical term too. Yeah, janky, janky, <laughs> janky. That's uh, but it was it was good. I, I don't. We didn't have anybody um, say no. 
and even, you know, we were, we were, it was around the time that Marietta was considering Dora you know, the application was out, right. but it wasn't final. Um, so some people had words more so for that. But I think I made a really bad, um, suggestion for you guys during the, <laughs> oh, yeah. the park. <laughs> yeah, we got, I was like, Hey, I just had the, the next um, Monday still morning. On. How, how does that uh, work out? And like, Oh, that was a terrible idea. Actually, yeah. people only wanted to talk about Dora and they thought the parklet was Dora and then it just became a whole, yes. yeah. Had a lot of NA beer that was uh, <laughs> one concept at a time, fellas. One concept at a time. Yeah, don't listen to Jared. That's but it was good. But it was good, and I think you know we 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 got really busy over the summer. But I think you know it's um, something that I would love to see still. You know, right? Um, how we can how we can put that, and um, I think maybe we can think about how we can I bring can. that back to the fourth table. And obviously, when you know when Brett gets that seat, you know we're gonna we got the we got the. We got the extra extra voice there. I can share uh, a funny story that Sam and I had from a public official. So Sam and I were presenting at a village council meeting yeah. about outdoor seating. We were contracted to do something about outdoor seating. And we're talking to the village council members. And one member kind of looks, you know, pipes up and looks right at us. And he goes, and I, I can't really do a village council voice. It's going to sound worse. He's like, you're not going to work them in one of them parks in the parking spots, are you? And we were like. Well, I don't know that we'll recommend it, but it is certainly a best practice, right? I mean, it's certainly effective in communities and is, is having a tremendous impact. But this this was also part, and then I'll shut up about it here because I could probably say more, but, <laughs> but, the, but this was part of a greater narrative around, around we don't have enough parking. And spoiler alert, they have plenty of parking. Mm-hmm. A lot of parking. <laughs> yeah, I, think I always find the aerial yeah. views when you highlight all the, the parking lots. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, people are just saying, there's... Again, kind of like going back to GIS when you you map it out and you show them, like, oh my gosh, like that is a yeah boatload of parking. Yeah. You know, I would have never never thought that. And yeah. then, do you ever find? It's, I'm just uh, we're scratching the itch. Yeah. Do you ever find <laughs> when you're doing that where people want to say that's not true or that's not right or and just like um, that's the best part of it? Yeah. I mean, I've had so many of those things over the years where it's like somebody would come to me and they've got this thing that they're just very sure about and they're talking to me and I'm just kind of, you know, my eyebrow goes up like the rock, you know, I'm kind of Mm -hmm. looking at them and then I start digging on it. And then we put like, to your point, we put it on the map or whatever. And then we show it to them and, and what they had assumed was like just patently false, just incorrect in every way. And they're like, actually it's, and it's like wildly incorrect. So I, I I do love those moments. Yeah. Yeah. In a good way, not in not a good, not in a putting, not in a belittling way, but I I do yeah. love to help people understand. Yeah. yeah, well, it makes you feel good because what you're there to do is is steadily moving, you mm-hmm. know. So it's it's you're kind of prepared for this thing you maybe don't know, you know, is going to come at you, you know, but you're able to deflect it and push it, and then obviously feel good about what you're there for and to keep talking sure. about that and actually get the message out without having that really. Um, hijack, you know, the real the sole purpose why you're there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got two here that are, are pretty close together, but I want to make sure we touch on them. One, the future of rural transportation. I wasn't in that episode, so, um, no. but I saw an autonomous vehicle or some sort of electrical thing on the cover, the album art yes. for that. And I know you're working with. Yep. You're in a, you're in an EV club, right? I'm, an, I, I'm an, you got all the so <laughs> when you have do you all, have any free time? I mean, kind of okay. late at night. Yeah. Um, so full disclosure, I drive an electric car, and 
when you're one of the few people that drives an electric car, people are like, be on our electric car panel advisory board group thing. And panel, so I'm, no pun intended. Right. And so I'm so I'm super happy. So I'm super happy to do those. I, I do love that. And I'm and I'm super happy to do those things, you know, with the transportation planning background. I'm, i I love to do that. So I'm, it's it's no problem. But that was around um, some comments that I gave to a, a larger group in Columbus about how autonomous vehicles might be impacting rural communities. And my comments were, I think it could actually be really great. There's a lot of trepidation around when there's autonomous vehicles, we're going to lose a lot of jobs because a lot of folks in our communities work in logistics, delivery, auto, you know, auto repair, all those, all those things. Mm -hmm. And, and true, I mean, there will be some losses there, but I also think on the human side, how many people in our communities can't, or choose not to operate a vehicle. And so they're not accessing our transportation networks at all right now. And so an autonomous vehicle might help one of those people live a little better life because they can actually go to the doctors, go to the store, visit people, do all those things. And, and because they have whatever barrier that's preventing them to doing from doing that now. And so I, I get that that's kind of far in the future, but I, I tend, you know, as Jared knows, I kind of tend to tip toward the optimistic side of, I think this could be really great for places like like rural communities, and that that was kind of the, the summation of my commentary there in the in the ep episode and to the group I was speaking to. Yeah. yeah, we also had another one on population decline. I know yeah. uh, this was around mm -hmm. South Bend. I think this is episode thirty nine. Yeah, um, around South Bend was it South Bend, Indiana? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a very. I went into it with one like premise. I thought it was about this yeah and then you read i think there's like seven articles or something like yeah. that and then you get to the you know into the meat of it and it's actually telling a different the data is telling a different right. story do you want to guys riff on that they were they were uh, as as uh you know urban sprawl occurred i think in south you know south bend the boundary lines changed but their population although their landmass was growing you know quote unquote growing um they weren't growing a lot of that was due to house size changes um, and things of that nature and, and kind of, you know, where things were moving to. But um, I think it was, what, a four-part po article podcast series? There were seven or eight. There were yeah. seven or eight episodes and, our, and articles. Yeah. The top-line story is they lost Studebaker. That's and right. so when they that's talk right. about the decline of South Bend, everybody points their finger at, well, we lost Studebaker. That's why people left. That's why we don't have these jobs. Yeah. That's why. And this guy who is like a, literally like a, a planning zoning official GIS nerd in Indiana, basically piece by piece went through the data and just was categorically like, we actually have more of these high paying jobs. It's just people in South Bend don't have them. Yeah. And it's not that we have less people. We just have smaller households. And so yeah. we went, we detailed kind of through some of those articles, the different mm -hmm. types of decline that are experienced. But the, the larger point was that story about Studebaker, I think is, a common story for most rural communities. If you're listening out there, you could probably point to the thing that your dad or your grandpa says, well, this is when X t our town started going downhill when we lost the mill or, you know, whatever it was. Yeah, and right. in many cases that's true. But in this case, it wasn't the whole story. And I think that was the point is that it's, yeah. it's not as simple as just saying we lost Studebaker. That's why we went downhill. Yeah. And then he did an awesome job of going deep into yeah, that. And basically, really I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but he, he pointed out and showed that the city itself lost population. Yes. But the county itself, n n 
stayed the same yeah. and gained. Yeah, I mean, the people just moved out of the city. I'd love to do that yeah. here because I, I think we have a lot of that. Like, oh, oh yeah. this company left, this company yes. left, blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. Meredith's population is going down. Or, it is. But Washington County, like, Probably. I, I believe it stayed almost stagnant. Yeah. I don't yeah. think it's lost people at all. Yeah. Um, I'd love to do that. And a fun note, I don't know. So, like, whatever that's called when you do those little, that little series of articles or those podcasts, like, man, I call it proofing. Whatever, mm-hmm. whatever that is, like, if I won the lottery, mm-hmm. that I would love to do that. Just re- I was so into that. as even, mm-hmm. I was like, A, I think it would be fun to do that. And so, like, if that was your thing, whatever that's called. Yeah. It was, was cool. So shout out to you. I forget the guy's name, but the dude from more people dot yeah. West dot SB. I think it was definitely, yeah. definitely episode in the show 39. Notes. It's in the show notes. You can, uh, uh, Oh, here I got it. www dot West S as in Scott B as in boy.com. Thank you. West Check that out. That was cool. That was cool. Um, then there was another rant by Brett <laughs> episode 41. It's okay to pull the plug. Yeah trying to signal to Sam to give me my drop there. Oh, here we go. Oh. You seek Yoda. Yeah. yeah. Guys, <laughs> listeners, I we're we're we doing new this toys. After, we've got new toys. Yeah. We are um we're going to talk at the very end and like wrap yep. this all up when we're done and kind of wrap on what's going to be uh, coming down the road, but Yeah. Sam over here looks like DJ Khaled. I mean, like, I'm he's got tons he the best. of stuff. I just got all these buttons. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> throw, throw a little bit of something at you. So, so uh, yeah, so it was another Brett rant. That maybe the, maybe see the subsequent seasons need less Brett, <laughs> Brett rants. No, they're all good. <laughs> but this one was about, um, and again, I think this is symptomatic of a lot of communities, and certainly in Appalachia, but rural communities, where you've got a building or a complex that's kind of vacant unused and, and derelict and maybe it's being partially used but we were just taking that time to kind of dream about you know this was something once but what could this be mm-hmm. and and if it's never the factory vessel that it once was that's okay it, it can live on as something else or it could be something totally different and I think when you work for 60 years in this case I think it was 50 years to try to have another large-scale industrial uh, tenant right in the middle of our city and it doesn't work out. Like when is it time to change course? I think that's what we're asking. Mm -hmm. But again, um, we don't know. I don't own that building. I don't know the details of the financials. I just ride my bike a lot and look at it and think about what could be. And you kind of, in that episode, you talked about how we've been since it's been closed and been completely unused longer than it was open longer. It's been closed longer than it was open. Right. And in that time, or was it 1950 when it closed? It was, yeah. The 40s or 50s. It started yeah. going downhill, and it, I think in the 60s it finally closed. Yeah. It was a long time. So think about, we've been through every up in the economy, every yeah. down yeah. in the economy, and nothing has went in there. So at some point, it is okay to pull the plug. as a, But it requires assertiveness and aggressiveness sure. by, you know, city officials, mm-hmm. you know, yes. and, and, and quite frankly, county governments, how, how can we step in to put this 14, 15 acre parcel that's right in the middle of a residential neighborhood back into productive use? Yeah. You know, we've got lots of things we want to do around here that we talk about, but it'd be nice to have that. That's a very prime out of the floodplain 
piece of property. Oh, sure. Yes. So that's that's a rare occurrence in our, our day and age. Uh, last episode, this was actually right after It's Okay to Pull the Plug, um, was the infrastructure cult. Mm. So that was our second kind of pass uh, through uh, Chuck Marone's uh, book, Strong Towns. And um, it was also, you know, our yeah. kind of, hey, yeah, there's going to be more things coming um, specifically related to this. Who wants, yeah. I think Brett. A little segue. little segue. Mm-hmm. Brett might be able to give it. Actually, I want to give it to Sam because Sam got the email. Brett was on vacation. Brett was. Imagine that. Yes. You know he was living it up when he got that text. <laughs> I was excited, man. Yeah, he was. He was. And I, I, we got the email. We got this email. And I was like, I, I can't text it to Brett. I got to get him on the phone. Got to get him on the phone. And I think when I reached out to Brett, Jared takes a work call. And he's on the work call. And Brett's like, yeah, I'm ready to go. And I'm like, got to wait for Jared to get off the phone. <laughs> but he finally did. But long story short. Chuck has a new book coming out here on in September, early September, um, and we were uh, had an email from Strong Towns, their uh, communications director, about getting the opportunity to interview him uh, on, about his new book. So we got a got some got the book um, yeah. digitally that we were able to look at, you know, and read first. Um, I've never got a pre like. Here it's in a PDF. Yeah, guys. yeah. We 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 are interviewing him later later in September. Um, but it's still going to be an exciting time, and I think mainly for us too. We want to actually we we're paper readers, so you know we'll have yeah. the book the day it comes out. But long story short, and all the good stuff, we'll have Chuck on here. Um, and as we're making changes to the studio, we're going to be able to, uh, you know, we're going to. Or you know, we're gonna add video. We're gonna do some things there. We're gonna there, see so Chuck. Chuck's gonna, gonna see us. Yeah, we're we're yeah. super. We've had some people on the show. Yep. You know, this last year, um, they were great. We love them. We know them. Um, but this is gonna. This is by far, you know, super exciting for us. So, yeah. and uh, I, I and really, it's kudos to Brett for pushing for us to talk about strong towns. Get that out. You know, do the work we need to do on Facebook and and tag them and you know and. We like to celebrate that book and some of the movements yep. and things that are in there. So we're just we're excited. Yeah, very rarely do you, very rarely do you read something or follow someone, um, and just find yourself aligning with sure. nearly mm-hmm. everything that they right. say. Yeah, uh, that is very very rare. So for Brett to have, you know have that read that and then bring it here. You know, a lot of the the principles that are talked about in Strong Towns, you guys are working on your everyday in your consulting gig. So uh, I think that's very, very cool um, portion, you know, for you to experience. And the thing I admire about Chuck and the the overall message of Strong Towns as I've watched it evolve over the years is – the things that he's saying as someone who works in a very public manner, and I worked in a very public manner, the things that he's saying are hard to say. So, I mean, like, I mean, I'm not like Chuck, but in a similar way, you know, I worked for 20 years doing traditional economic development, right? Helping these communities get ready for projects that quite frankly never came Mm -hmm. full, full transparency. And to be, to at the end of that 20 years to look back and be like, man, I just, we missed it. We missed the mark, and I don't know how helpful. I, I mean, I think we did a lot of good things, but to be able to look back and be like, we just were aiming in the wrong place, and the book Strong Towns just 
hit all those notes for me because it's saying the same thing. And I think Chuck has a similar feeling being a transportation engineer building projects that were out of scale, you know, and challenging for, for maintenance and all those things. And it's, it's, it's hard to look back and, and be like, man, we kind of missed it in some ways. Um, mm -hmm. So it was just real, it was illuminating for me. I didn't, I don't feel bad about any of that stuff, but to know that uh, it was, it's great to know that there's a new, you know, there's a new focus and that's a little more aligned with what's realistic for the communities that we work and live in. And, and that part gave me great hope. And I really yeah. liked that. And it, it was just, I, I, I literally read it in two days, <laughs> the entire book. Like I just did not put it down at all. And uh, it really spoke to me. So I'm excited to, I mean, I think it's great for Chuck to reach out to us. I mean, that was a, that was awesome. I was literally at the beach. Very excited. Yeah. Um, I'm anxious to ask him some questions. I'm I'm anxious for him to ask us some questions. I just I'm just very happy about how that went down. And and it's uh, if you haven't read it or you're not aware of it, uh, and you care and you're listening to this podcast and you've gotten this far, please check out Strong Towns because it's certainly going to be up your alley. Yep. yep. Uh, so, yeah. taking all of that, all of the year in review, um, we've we've Good made year. some improvements. Yeah. Here, uh, the studio is um, it is legitimate. Uh, you could actually put it on video. That's how nice it is. And, and we plan on doing that. Uh, Sam is still working out all of the kinks, um, the new mics, the new switch, the whole, the whole, the I whole, I mean, that thing is just lit up like a Christmas tree. Shebangy bang. <laughs> that, uh, that reminds me of that gif of, uh, or gif, whatever. G yeah. you know Don't what at me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the guy just like throws the, uh, sparkles. Yep. Anyway, but um, as long as we don't have this with Chuck, we'll be good. Yes, but we won't have crickets. Yeah, I'll, I'll be fanboying it in there. You guys are going to have to fight to get in there. So just <laughs> come ready because I'm going to have a hundred hundred pages worth of questions and commentary. So be ready. Yeah, uh, that's good. It's going to be good. But, but uh, we want to make it a fun, nice. You know, we're, we're having fun with it. We're able to do this and make it a little more personable. And, to not only for us experiences, but the viewers as well. Yeah. You and know, and my town is, is listeners is going to continue on. Um, but there's going to be an added element yep. to it. We've got enough. We've had enough, you know, fortunately for you, for the listeners to, to say, this has some traction. This has some legs. Yeah. Let's go a little, as I like to say, more hard in the paint, uh, <laughs> with it. Shout out to Andy Kuhn. Um, <laughs> gave me that phrase. Uh, but we're, we're, we're we're up in the ante a little sure. bit. So the website um, will be completely revamped and it's going to be more of a community style approach um, where people can come uh, bring their ideas, yeah. uh, you know, ask questions to not just, you know, not we're, we're going to be on there, but other people, you know, planners in other communities or city officials, township trustees, commissioners, whoever, you yeah. know, we've got a plethora of people that have emailed us uh, and we know that we get feedback from that are listening to the show. So we want them to, to come on and be a resource for everybody who's yeah. interested or thinking about it. I mean, that was the whole point when we started this was, you know, the difference between importance and relevance. Yeah. And we want people to really focus on the relevant things. And there are some overarching tenants, you know, that are going to be laid out in this, in this new um community mm -hmm. you know one you know making sure that everybody regardless of what your opinion is um that you can separate the idea from the person mm -hmm. and really 
go after the idea. Sure. Think about the idea. Yeah. You know, disprove the idea. You know, rather than making it a, you know, you know, a, a cable news show. Yeah. We're we we want this to be productive. Yes. So um, that is that is coming up, and Sam it's will be up. balls in Sam's court. Yeah. We're uh, I'm the non-technical technical guy. He is he <laughs> is literally learning on the fly, but he's doing a great job. So uh, as soon as That's we've fun. got some video, I know we're going to test that out. Uh, we'll be throwing some some snippets out there, mm-hmm. and you know, you, different social media channels as well to get the word out. So we'll be depending on all of you listening to to share that and spread yep. the word. Yep. So and interact with us. I mean, on it's it's been great so far. I mean, people ask me. I tell I tell folks that we get emails and people Facebook message us, and they're like, "Well, where are these people?" I'm like, "Literally everywhere." Mm-hmm. Literally, we we've got. Yeah. I don't know if it's every single state in the U.S., but it's I, yeah. at least thirty, sure, at least thirty or forty. Yeah, it's it, it's it's surprising to me. You know, I mean, I think obviously it's makes you feel good when we also have a couple in like some really foreign countries. <laughs> yeah, we get some. We get some <laughs> I think get, everybody does. Yeah. Like, yeah, we yeah. get some strange. What are these tags? people following yeah. me? I don't know. Maybe well, they have an inheritance that I've I've won that I need ah, to, to yes. go get. Yes. yes. Well, we definitely got uh, the emails come through my uh, my Outlook and. We definitely got a listener who threw our email into uh, a newsletter of their school affiliation uh, and yes. their programming yeah. that mm-hmm. I noticed, and I'm like, I didn't subscribe to that, you know. So, it, it, which is not bad. I don't, I don't. That doesn't bother me, but I didn't subscribe just because, you know, it's there's a lot of a lot of emails wow, wow. And, and a lot of junk emails, right? But obviously, someone wanted to make that connection, yeah. you know, and that was cool. So, you know, and whoever did that, you know, or does do that, just Send me an email too, straight sure. up, and just say who you are, you know, where you're from, what what you're doing, what you're associated with, and you know, we'd appreciate that too. You yep. never know, man. Chuck Marone might be out there listening and email you. It happened. Yeah, true story. <laughs> it, it happened. It <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to to shut this episode down. If uh, if you're out there and you got any questions, hit us up. Support at mytownhustle.com, and then also, you know, if you haven't liked or subscribed, you know. Check it out on on iTunes or or Spotify. I think there's a bell or a follow button. I'm not sure which one uh, for each of those platforms, but make sure you do that because it does populate. I will say myself on different podcasts that I listen to, the more if I hit subscribe, when I open iTunes or the podcast app up on the next time, I've got a suggestion sitting there for me. So that's why it's important to us. We don't just say that to inflate numbers we're literally wanting to get other people to listen to this and say hey you liked you're listening to xyz maybe you would like this that's why it helps us so if you could do that that would be awesome for us and then uh, make sure you stick around end of september we're going to have a interview uh, with chuck marone on his latest book what's it recoverings of a recovering engineer yeah like september 8th yeah yeah so all right that'll do it for now Thank you for listening to My Town Hustle. We would greatly appreciate it if you would share our podcast with someone who you think would benefit greatly from it. But most importantly, subscribe and leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever platform you consume your podcasts. It would mean the world to us. Until next time, folks, thanks for listening. We start dancing and begin.